Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to season four of Do You Agree? This is it. It's the last dance. It's great to be back. I'm your host, Colin Spiker, alongside my best friend and co-host, Jason Hoffman. Jay Hoff, we're back. We are back. It's been too damn long, Spike. Um, and, you know, a lot of things have happened over the course of when we were first back here um, until now. So we got a lot of things in the sports world to break down and go through. Um, and I'm just so excited to be standing, standing here next to you again. Let's get it going. One of, the, one of the big things that I'm very thankful for is being able to watch and talk sports again. Obviously, the coronavirus pandemic is, has done a lot to our country, but sports are here and I'm, I'm feeling normal again. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not exactly as we know and remember them as, but just simply getting to enjoy and watch sports again, um, it's just, it's huge. You know, society as a whole, I think, really needed this as it's brought some people together and, and got our minds off slightly on this, you know, whole coronavirus pandemic that has just affected us in so many levels in so many ways so um just happy to be back here again with you to kick off season four let's do it so back in the nfl it is week two saints take on the las vegas raiders tonight but you know if it's the beginning of the season we got to make some bold predictions so jace super bowl favorites what do you got yeah, you know, there's a lot of angles you can go with this just with these two weeks we've gotten into the season so far. Um, obviously, your defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs, are 2-0 coming off a big overtime victory yesterday against the Chargers. Um, you know, you will, I guarantee you, see them deep in the AFC playoffs in contention for another run at the dance. Um, the Packers look very, very potent on offense. Back-to-back um, -back weeks of scoring 40-plus points. Um, and, you know, those are my two. Um, but there's a lot of honorable mention teams out there, Spike. Um, what are you thinking about the Cardinals so far? Coming Cardinals, out of here 2-0. Cardinals have surprised me. I really like where they're at. Their offense is something to work with. They have the best receiver in the league with D-Hop. Absolutely. They have one of the best veteran leaders in the league with Larry Fitz. Absolutely. And Kyler Murray looks so poised in the pocket that I, I really want to see this team go somewhere. I would love to see them get one of those two wild card spots in the new playoff organization that, uh, that the NFL is doing with the bracket. I really like the Cardinals. And, I mean, another team, I'm going to ask you about this. Cam Newton signed with the Patriots, and everyone was like, oh, maybe they're tanking. But, no, dude, they look good. They look for real. They do look for real. Um, came out of the gates very, very solid in week one. And last night on Sunday Night Football, a hell of a game. A hell of a game. Um, it seems like every single time these two get together, it's one of those down-to-the-wire type, type games. Um, and Cam Newton, I thought, played a fabulous game last night. Um, took him down the field with a minute and 40 left to go. Eventually came up short, but um, hey, it's week two, Spike. You gotta also take into account that these teams really haven't gotten the chance to fully practice and develop their schemes together throughout the course of the summer. I mean, these teams haven't even had a preseason to work. Exactly. With. So, you know, 
you got to take things with a grain of salt um, at this moment in time. But uh, I think, you know, the the Patriots and Cam Newton have a chance to get back to the playoffs um, in the Patriot way. You still have Belichick there running over the defense. Um, so I think the Patriots won't miss too many beats. And we could see them, you know, making making a run potentially in the AFC. Speaking of that game last night, the Patriots against the Seahawks. Seahawks are definitely a team to look out for. Their offense is clicking. Chris Carson, definitely their number one back. DK Metcalf in his sophomore season, he's doing bits. Yes. And I think something that's going to be really interesting to watch is that NFC West. You got the Cardinals in there. Obviously, you have the 49ers who yes. lost in the Super Bowl. You have the Seahawks who are looking lethal. And the Rams started 2-0 as well. Absolutely. 2-0 coming off big wins against uh, NFC East teams and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, you know, the Rams are always one of those teams where you really aren't quite sure what you're going to get with them. They have a lot of weapons, you know, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But coming out of the gates, the Rams really look strong. On defense, they gave the Cowboys a plethora of problems. Obviously, Aaron Donald, you know, arguably the best defensive player in the league up front. But one of the things that really stood out to me in that week one matchup against the Cowboys was the play of Jalen Ramsey. They give this guy a huge mega contract at the cornerback position, and this guy is backing it up. Um, they are balling on the defensive side of the ball. Um, handily took down the Philadelphia Eagles in, in yesterday's matchup. The Rams are also a team to watch out um, in, in that division. Um, it's going to be a race to the finish there. So we're talking NFC now, so let's talk about our teams to beat in the NFC. You mentioned the Seahawks. Keep it going. Absolutely. I'm going to go the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson, back-to-back -back weeks with four-plus touchdown passes, had five in last night's contest against the Patriots. Um, and Chris Collinsworth mentioned this last night in the broadcast. I have no idea how in the hell Russell Wilson has not been up for and won a league MVP yet. Um, this guy always seems to bring his team into a position to win it all. He's done it in the past. Um, and on the flip side of the ball, you got Jamal Adams, huge, huge offseason addition. Um, that guy was flying all over the field last night, breaking up passes, be causing havoc in the backfield. Um, making tackles for loss. And, of course, you have their leader, their captain, Bobby Wagner, um, in the linebacker spot. Those two together are the backbone of that defense. It's not quite the Legion of Boom, but, hey, maybe it is a new era of, of boom for this Seattle defense. DK Metcalf, as you just previously mentioned, is becoming a force on the outside of the ball for Russell Wilson in his sophomore season. I think... As, as I said, it is only week two, but I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be the team to beat in the NFC. Spike, how about you? Tell me, Convince me otherwise. I'm a huge fan of the Seahawks, Jace. That, that's a great point, but I'm going to go with the Packers. All right. That offense, we mentioned it early, it is dangerous. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back. Aaron Jones with possibly his career best game yesterday. He has 300 total yards and four touchdowns just through two weeks. The offense has scored 85 points in the first two weeks. 
I mean, hey, their defense is solid. It's not great. But if their offense can consistently put up this amount of points with Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams, you are going to be in for a treat. And one of the favorite things I love about this team is Aaron Rodgers is the number one QB. Obviously, the Packers took a quarterback, and he, he was frustrated. But through the first two weeks, Aaron Rodgers, to me, seems to be an MVP candidate. Absolutely. Um, that whole offense all stems around number 12. Um, if you ask me, yes, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever live. But if you ask me who's the most talented, Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's no, no other quarterback that can throw a football quite like this guy. And with him in charge and with the Packers gaining some steam early in the year, um, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. Again, to close out week two of the NFL, the Saints play the Raiders tonight. So let's hit on to the NBA, the bubble, which has done an incredible job. I've, I've loved being able to watch the bubble. I think it was genius, and it's clearly working. Absolutely. Props to Adam Silver on, you know, executing all the logistics that went into carrying out this 2020 season. Um, he's done a fantastic job, um, and it's operated in an efficient manner. And, you know, I'm excited to see who we crown the Larry O'Brien Trophy to. So let's get into it. Western Conference Finals, the Lakers currently up against the Denver Nuggets 2-0. Anthony Davis with an unreal buzzer beater 3 to conclude Game 2. Spike, can the Lakers sweep? You know, the Nuggets have gone down 3-1 in both series and come back to winning Game 7. I don't see it happening this time. Okay. LeBron is on a mission. We all know that. We've seen, you know, the conspiracies about how they beat the Lake, the Lakers beat the Nuggets in 2009 with Kobe, and then they went on to win their fourth NBA final, and how LeBron is doing the same thing now, 11 years later. I think they can do it. I, you, LeBron and AD is something special. Kuzma has his on and off games. Obviously, Alex Caruso is out of nowhere, <laughs> and I love what he's doing in the bubble. The bald eagle, man. If they if they don't finish him off with a sweep, they're definitely going to do it in five. Absolutely, I think at max Lakers in five. Um, and you know, no respect on on the Denver Nuggets. Jokic is one of the best centers in the league, um, and Jamal Murray is really coming into his own as a superstar in this in this league here with this playoffs he's strung together. Um, but I think the Lakers sweep. Uh, you know, in the past two series, in the previous two series of theirs. They've lost the first game. They've gone down 1-0 from the gates. Not the case this time. And when they have lost that first game in those previous two series, they've gone on to just crush the rest of the series and, and dominate. I think that'll be the case with this one. Um, AD and LeBron have their eyes on the prize. You know, this whole mission of the 2020 season was do it for Kobe. Um, and I think, you know, with the circumstances, they do it. And it's funny, I saw this this picture on, on Twitter the other day, and it was comparing, as you brought up earlier, Kobe Bryant in the 2009 season to LeBron James here in this 2020 season. Both players had first place finishes in the Western Conference. Both players 
beat the Rockets in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. Both took on the Nuggets in the Western Conference finals, and both are chasing or have won their fourth title in Orlando. Could the Stars align spike? A hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't think... Well, I mean, since we're here, let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat are up 2-1 against the Boston Celtics. I don't think either of those teams would be able to take down LeBron with the season he's had and the meaning behind what he's chasing right Absolutely. now. I don't... I think the stars align perfectly. I think LeBron is on his way to get his fourth. And, you know, I... I, I can't see how they they wouldn't here with just no no disrespect to the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics, two very, very good teams, um, but I just don't think either of those squads have the firepower to match up against the Lakers. Um, but anyway, to break down the Eastern Conference Finals to see who will eventually play what we believe is the Lakers in the NBA Finals, um, What's your prediction for the rest of the series? Heat currently up 2-1. Um, how, do you, how do you see uh, the potential of the Celtics bouncing back, or uh, are the Heat just going to run away with this? So I hope you remember me telling you halfway through the first round, I said the Heat and the Celtics were going to be Yeah, the I sure finals. do. You wouldn't let me, you wouldn't <laughs> let me hear it, let it down. And I should have put my money where my mouth was because I'd be a rich man right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coulda, shoulda, woulda. The Celtics, one of the best young teams in the league. Jason Tatum is, if he's not already, he will be a superstar very soon. Um, Tyler Hero and the Heat, you have two rookies in Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn that are perfect utility and bench guys for the Heat. Ball. What I'm surprised about is how Jimmy Butler is leading this team when he had way more talent last year with the Sixers. I agree. You know, Jimmy Butler has really kind of solidified his role of what I believe is the captain of this Miami Heat team. Um, he is, you know, their X factor. That is their guy. And, you know, as opposed to last year um, with the playoff run he had with the Philadelphia 76ers, he had other big, big cast names in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to kind of take away from his share on offense and his role. But now, you know, with him being the veteran and leading this class of young talent around him, the Heat are looking deadly. I mean, Bam has has looked like an unstoppable force thus far, um, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, Jimmy Butler is not alone, and I think the Heat um, were one of the most underrated teams coming into this playoffs, and they are proving their doubters wrong. That's for damn sure. Um, I agree with you. Um, I, I would love to see this series go to seven because the first three games have been phenomenal. But like you said it, Jimmy Butler is the veteran. He's their guy. And he has led this team this far. He's not stopping. I'm going to go Heat in six. Okay. Um, I think, as you said, um, 
I think we could see a seven-game series here. Both of these teams are, you know, very scrappy, ferocious. With the Boston Celtics, you're always going to have that kind of wired team. That's what they've always, you know, been coached on. Um, and then going on to their opponents, the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, a Big East basketball player from Marquette, he's always had that that grinder, that dog mentality about yeah. him, and that seems to be rubbing off on on his teammates. So, I th I would not be surprised if we see a game seven out of these two, and uh, and man, what a what a game that would be. Facts. All right, well, we got a lot of basketball coming for you guys in the next few days and weeks. We've got. Celtics and the Heat on the 23rd, and then the Lakers will face the Nuggets tomorrow. So let's move on to uh, a little bit of side sports. You guys aren't used to us talking about some side sports, but golf. Jason, this is your sport. Hit it for me. Yes, sir. So over the weekend here, we had Bryson DeChambeau coming up victorious at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot finishing six under par. The next closest finisher was even par. This is his first major victory. Um, and you know, this weekend was an absolute treat to watch from a golf, pans, golf fan's perspective. Wingfoot, um, Tiger Woods said it himself, is one of the hardest courses, if not the hardest course he's ever played a US Open at. And it showed. Um, you know, with the runner-up being just even par, um, this course challenged players. And to see DeChambeau, um, a very young 27-year-old, still in the hunt for that major, you know, come out victorious in such a challenging course, um, that's huge, in my opinion, for, for his game going forward. And, you know, he could, he could perhaps put himself in that elite category right now in, in the golf world. So it's interesting. Everyone had these speculations and these opinions on him putting on 30 pounds during quarantine and just absolutely crushing the ball. And he's doubting all those, all those, um, all those haters he had doing so. And, you know, great, great victory for the young fella and love to see what he can what he can add on to that going forward. And the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, the Dallas Stars against the Tampa Bay Lightning, two teams that may not be used to ice, but the Stars up 1-0 game 2 tonight. Obviously the Lightning one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, but the Stars have done an incredible job coming out of the Western Conference in the bubbles. That game 2 is tonight. Jace, you know I love watching my hockey, especially our Fly guys, but who do you have in this series? Uh, Spike, this is tough. You know, the Stars have had two absolute rocks for years now in Jamie, ba in Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Um, and, you know, in game one, they looked like the better team. They really did. Um, but watching the Lightning throughout the course of this playoff, I think they are the deeper team, the more experienced team. Um, and it's amazing that they're doing this all without one of the best players in the league in Steven Stamkos. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lightning and seven here. I'm definitely gonna go Lightning as well. Um, I like seven. I think the Stars. You know they're gonna keep pushing till till they raise that Stanley Cup, but. This is the redemption tour for the Lightning, and I like the Lightning in seven as well. Absolutely. Basilevsky, one of the best goaltenders in the league, um, had 
you know, somewhat of an off day in, in game one, but I think he bounces back and the Lightning get back on track and, and even up the series here in game two. Folks, that's going to do it for the opening episode of Do You Agree Season 4. It's been an honor and a pleasure being able to be back on the mic. I'm Colin Spiker next to Jason Hoffman. Jace, thanks for coming on, brother. Spike, thank you so much. Again, been too damn long and so, so excited to be back for season, season four. Do you agree? We'll see you next time. We'll see you soon, folks. Thanks for tuning in.